Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard. You're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Judy Miller. Judy Miller started her career as a certified public accountant and went on to excel in the world of corporate finance for some of the largest companies in the world. As a graduate of the Harvard Business School Executive Leadership Program, she has been dedicated to personal development and helping others excel in a constantly changing environment. Judy has worked with some of the world's most spiritual visionaries and is trained in ancestral and energy healing. Her book, Perfect, A Path to Love, Forgiveness, and Transformation, is a four-time number one bestseller. It will inspire you to live a life filled with greater freedom, joy, and happiness. Welcome to the podcast, Judy. Oh, it's great to be here, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you. Yes. And just reading your bio, I'm very excited to get into this because, you know, when you think about accounting and everything, um, you know, numbers and math, and it all makes sense and it all is very scientific. And then you look at that healing side where sometimes you don't see the science behind it, but you have the experience. So, so you have the, the, the science you have, have the, the healing side. So I'm very interested to hear your story. <laughs> oh, I'd love to share it with you. So for most of my life, I actually felt different. I felt incomplete and I felt unworthy. And I was actually born in Trinidad and I moved to the United States when I was very young. And I didn't look like other people in my neighborhood. And this is not about race or discrimination. I just didn't look like other people. I was also born with 11 fingers and I had the ability to sense and feel different energies, especially at night. So I actually started my career, as you mentioned, as a CPA. I went to work for one of the big four accounting firms. And uh, then I went into healthcare. I was a finance director in the healthcare industry for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. And no matter what I did, I always felt like I wasn't enough. But what I discovered on this journey that I'll share with you was that in that nothingness, I could actually be anything that I wanted. And what I mean by that is when we drop our stories, our labels, and our judgments, we could all be anything that we want. We could emerge as our true and authentic self. So my story is really about letting go of those stories so we can all emerge as our true and authentic self. Wow. And how do we know if we're living our story? Are we, are, how do we know if we're living our story, if we're living someone else's story? I think for many of us, we actually live in our head. So they say we actually have over 60,000 thoughts a day. 95% of them are the same ones we had yesterday and the day before. And 80% of them are actually quite negative. So thousands of years ago, when we were cavemen and cavewomen, it was critical for our survival that we notice and remember the negative or harmful aspects of a situation. But Dr. Kimberly, you know, we don't live in that reality anymore. So we need to retrain our minds. We need to let go of those stories that don't serve us. So, you know, in the introduction, you said that the subtitle to my book, Perfect, is called A Path to Love, Forgiveness, and Transformation. And so many people ask me, what does forgiveness actually mean? And there are so many different definitions, but for me, it's really, really simple. It means to forego or to let go of. So painful or wanted events are going to happen to all of us. We could either experience it once, or we could literally played over and over in our minds until it becomes stuck, until it becomes our identities. 
So for me, forgiveness is really just letting go of those contracted negative stories and energies that no longer serve us so we can move forward and experience true and ultimate freedom and happiness. Wow, I like that definition, just letting go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you think of forgiveness, you think of you know, writing letters to people that you did wrongs to, or <laughs> think of all these different things that people have made the definition of it mean. Mm-hmm. I'd love to share with you kind of like a five minute overview of my story and how I came to that definition. That would be great. So as a child, I had fears as a child, and I think many, many children have fears. I was afraid of drowning, but I was also afraid of the night. As I mentioned before, I could feel and sense different energies and it actually terrified me. I was also terrified of being assaulted. I had never been assaulted. So as you can imagine, these fears were paralyzing as a child. I would literally crawl into bed every night and pull the covers over my head and I would say the Lord's Prayer over and over again until exhausted, I would fall asleep. And this was my ritual night after night and it continued well into my 20s. You know, as I mentioned, I started as a CPA. So here I am going to work in a very traditional job, living a very traditional lifestyle. And then at night, crawling back into bed, pulling the covers over my head, terrified of what I couldn't explain. And then I actually met my husband. He's a CPA also. And um, we got married. And uh, in the exhaustion of raising two incredible children, commuting three hours a day to work and working 40 to 50 hours a week, in that exhaustion, everything stopped. The terror, the pain, the subtle whispers, the different energies all went away. But then my kids grew up. They went off to college and the house became silent. And if any of your listeners are empty nesters, they know what that silence feels like. And in that silence, Dr. Kimberly, everything returned. The fear, the energies, the subtle whispers, everything returned. People asked me, you know, what did it feel like? It felt like someone was always standing behind me or if there were eyes always staring at me from across the room, I would literally tiptoe around my house afraid of who or what I might encounter. And at night, I would wake up terrified, clutching at my husband, and soon both of us began to lose sleep. And Dr. Kimberly, around the same time, I actually started to bleed uncontrollably month after month. And I went to see my doctor, and she said that I needed to get a hysterectomy. And I was terrified of this surgery, and I couldn't understand why. As I mentioned, I worked in the healthcare industry for over 25 years, so I trust modern medicine. But it felt like the same terror that I had as a child and it felt like the same terror that returned to me as an adult. So a very good friend of mine recommended a book called Light Emerging by Barbara Brennan. Mm -hmm. And if you've never heard of it, you're you're shaking your head, so you may or may not have heard it. But Barbara Brennan was a former NASA physicist, and she actually studied the human energy field. And what she learned, she was actually able to heal people. So here I was, literally days before my surgery, Googling healers near me. And as I sat across from my healer for that very first time, I literally heard the click of a lock, like my entire life was finally locking into place. And at the time, I didn't know the role that that healer would actually play in my family's history. So my healer helped me heal after my surgery. And then we actually continued to work together for about nine months afterwards. And she helped me explore this uncontrollable fear of the dark. And we never talked about the fear of assault. We just talked about this uncontrollable fear of the dark. Um, She introduced me to some concepts and some work that I'd never heard of. She introduced me to past lives. 
She introduced me to the amazing work of Dr. Brian Weiss. Dr. Dr. Weiss was a very prominent psychiatrist and he had a patient named Catherine and quite by accident during hypnosis, they were actually able to regress her to past lives and they were able to uncover where these fears came from. I'd never heard of such a thing. Then we also started to talk about my parents. We know that we could inherit so many things from our parents, the color of our hair, the color of our eyes, and so many other physical characteristics. But the science of epigenetics tells us that we could actually inherit the pain and the trauma from our parents. Mm -hmm. And they've shown with Holocaust survivors that the pain and terror that they experienced was actually passed down or could be passed down to their children and their grandchildren. And then very recently, there's been studies with mice where they would introduce the smell of cherry blossoms and then zap the mice on the feet. So Dr. Kimberly, as you can expect, after a while, just the scent of cherry blossoms would trigger this fear in these mice. But what was more amazing was that the mice's children and their children, just the scent of cherry blossoms would trigger the same fear. These mice, these offspring had never been zapped and they were never exposed to the father that was zapped. So what we uncovered with my healer was that that pain and that terror that I felt at night, especially of being assaulted, was actually the cellular memory that I got from my mother. They say female babies are born with two to three million of their reproductive eggs at birth. So for much of your mother's young adult life, as well as her childhood, you were actually there as an unborn egg. So that pain and the trauma that I felt was the cellular memory. And Dr. Kimberly, my story doesn't end there. There's actually a shocking ending. There's a shocking connection to the very healer that I trusted to heal me in this lifetime, right? And in that moment of revelation, I could have felt fear, anger, or betrayal, but I didn't. All I felt and saw was the love and the perfection of the universe. I saw how all of our souls are actually interconnected across lifetimes and how we could heal in any moment in this lifetime or in any other. And that's the reason why my book is actually called Perfect, because I was actually able to see the perfection on a soul level of all of us. Wow. So just to go back to when you were having these, you know, night frights and, you know, feeling things and you talk to your husband or your friend or did you have anything you were saying to yourself mentally or any reason that you were telling yourself why this was happening? You know, that's a really great question because, you know, on this journey, I uncovered what I was saying to myself is, why are you here? Why are these energies and these fears, why are you here? And what we uncovered was that was actually the same thing that my mother was saying. She was saying when she was attacked, why are you here? Um, so it's very interesting that you asked that question. Mm -hmm. So you really didn't figure it out until you started working with the healer. Yes, that's correct. So that's a lot of unknown for many, many years. Yeah, I learned how trauma, not only our trauma, but our ancestors' trauma could actually live in our bodies. It could live in our subconscious. And some Native American cultures say that when we heal, we heal seven generations back and we heal seven generations forward. Um, so by doing this work, we're healing our ancestors and we're healing those that come after us as well. Yes, and I've heard that before too. And I know from a personal standpoint, I've done work with with healers on those those very, you know, very things. And 
the hope is that it goes forward. So my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids don't have to experience the same thing because it's very unsettling when you're experiencing an emotion or or something else and you're thinking that it's yours but it's really not yours because I know I've there's been times when I've felt like um, sad or depressed but I'm thinking I have I'm not there's nothing going wrong in my life I, there's no there's there's just no reason for it where did this come from Mm-hmm. And it leaves as soon as it leaves as fast as it comes. But I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> and you're absolutely correct. So sometimes we're triggered by these issues in our tissues that are actually not ours. Could be cellular memories or could be things from that we inherited from our ancestors. So absolutely correct. So as you worked with this healer, um, was it just talk therapy that helped remove these things? Or how, how did you actually clear your cellular cellular memory so our healing sessions together were twofold the first part was more like talking so what was the things that were you know triggering events in my life or affairs that I had so the first part was talking but the majority of the sessions were actually hands-on healing okay was it similar to something like Reiki or I'm not that familiar with Reiki but I believe it is very similar it's called um, Brennan Barbara Brennan healing sciences Um, so she's got a lot of trainers out there and I have so much respect for the work that they do because it truly is incredible. So everything in life is energy, right? So when we learn to direct and manage our energy in certain ways and to heal, we could totally transform our lives. Wow. So after that work, did you, were you still aware of the energies, but then you could just handle them or did the energies that had kind of grown up with you just stuck around. So, you know, sometimes as humans, we're afraid or we feel uncomfortable or we feel nervous. And I believe it's just because those sensations or those activities may just be unfamiliar. So I didn't know why these energies were there. So I created a story about them. I created the story that they were here to hurt me. And that's why my book, Perfect, is all about letting go of the stories that don't serve us. So I'd love to give you just a really simple example. Please? So, so before getting on this, this interview or podcast, you know, I felt a dryness in my throat. I felt a, a fluttering in my stomach and a tightness in my chest. I could label those sensations as nervousness. But Dr. Kimberly, those are the same exact sensations I have when I'm excited. The sensations in my body are exactly the same. It's my mind that creates what label or story I put on the events or the sensations. Yeah. So if you find yourself in feeling some emotion that you don't really want to feel, what are the steps you take? How do you actually move yourself out of that and maybe become that third person looking from over here and saying, hey, that, you know, that's not even me. How do you do that? So I use an acronym called NEST, N-E-S-T, and the N stands for notice. So as I mentioned before, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, and 95% of them are quite negative. And I believe as humans, we're often on autopilot, right? 80% of our thoughts are the same ones we had. I mean, are negative, and 95% of, the one, 95% of them are the same ones we had. So for most of our life, we're on autopilot. 
But between stimulus and response, there's a gap. And in that gap, I believe, is our greatest superpower. We could notice and observe the thoughts that we have before we react. So before you start to have that negative thought take, take, take root in your system and in your body and in your mind, just flick it off. Don't dwell on it. Just literally flick it off. Replace it with a more empowering story and just move on. So that's the end to really notice. Notice what you're thinking about. Notice those habitual patterns that you have. And then the E stands for truly experience it in your body. So what I mean by that is I was giving you in the examples, I could feel those sensations in my body, right? So Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight. And she was a Harvard neuroscientist who was actually able to heal herself from traumatic brain injury. And she talked about this 90 second rule. And what I got out of the 90 second rule is when an event happens, either good or bad, it literally takes us 90 seconds to process that event in our body through our physiology and then let it go. Mm. After those 90 seconds, it's up to us. Do we truly just process it and let it go? Or do we start to create a story? Do, do we create a story that's empowering or do we create a story that's disempowering? And as you probably know from the statistics that I just gave you, many of us create disempowering stories, but we could truly just feel an event in our bodies and choose to just let it go. Mm -hmm. So that's, so that's yeah, the, I'm thinking about, you know, you hear this, this bump in the night, you hear, hear this sound. And at first you're vigilant. You're like, okay, what is that? You know, and then your cat jumps out, you know, so, <laughs> and then there's that 90 seconds where you're like, oh, shit, the cat, you know, but you know, we can, like you said, we can create any story. And when we don't know what's happening, that's, I think, when we create stories. I mean, that <laughs> happens in medical too, in my profession, people come in to see me because they want to find out what's going on with their eyes because being in the unknown, not knowing is uncomfortable. But as soon as they get some facts behind it, then they feel like, oh yeah, oh, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. so, so I believe that the mind doesn't always create stories that are true in your example just now. And I believe the body actually tells the truth because the sensations in our body don't lie. They're the, the sensations that we're having. It's the mind that creates the label that we put on those sensations. Exactly, yeah, I know actually Today I was seeing patients and there was one particular patient that came in very friendly, very nice, but there was something about him that made me feel like really uncomfortable. And I don't know what it was. I, I have no idea. It was just something energetic, but I just knew like, okay, I, I want him, I want to take care of him and I want him to go now, <laughs> you know, but there was, there was nothing behind it. There was no there was no behavior of his that caused me to have those thoughts, but that there was that energetic feel of, okay, there's something stimulating me. I don't know what it is, but there's something stimulating me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So like we were talking before, everything is energy and we all have an energy field that surrounds us and science has actually been able to prove it and take pictures of it. It's actually quite amazing. I had my energy field taken, a picture taken of, um, so it is really cool. Um, but Energy has different signatures, meaning that the energy of love has a certain vibration, a certain feel. 
the energy of fear has a certain feel. So perhaps that gentleman that you bumped into had a certain energy that he was admitting that made you feel uncomfortable. Or maybe there was something from your ancestry or you know something that you've experienced previously that just triggered that when you were around that type of energy. Yes, yes. Uh, so Dr. Kimberly, so we went through the N and we went through the E, so maybe we can go through the S and the T really quickly. Okay. So S stands for scratch the record. So we play our stories over and over and over again until it becomes our identity. And then we don't want to let go because it's familiar. And we don't want to experience the unfamiliar because it makes us feel a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so we need to scratch the record. And some of these you've heard, you know, we could either replace that negative thought that pops into our head with cancel, 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 clear. You know, people put rubber bands on their wrist and they zap themselves. And the reason I think that works is because it gets them out of their mind and into the sensation of that sling. And it also disrupts the story. And then the last one I call zany crazy thing. And I learned this from Tony Robbins years and years ago when I went on one of his firewalk experiences, which was incredible. But he was talking to a woman and this woman just started to complain about her husband and how her marriage wasn't, you know, going well. And Tony very lovingly picked up a glass of water and threw it in the woman's face. And she was like totally flabbergasted, but she was smiling because Tony was smiling and she knows that Tony's a very loving person and it must be coming from a loving space. So she wiped off her face and then she started to talk and five minutes into the conversation, she starts complaining about her husband again. So Tony picks up a glass of water and you can guess what happens. <laughs> he throws it in her face again, right? So she's totally flabbergasted, but she realized two things. Number one, she realized her negative pattern because remember I mentioned before, so many of us are on autopilot that you know we just keep going and we're not even realizing that we're in this negative cycle. And then it also disrupts her story. So she couldn't play the same story over and over. It disrupted it and it allowed her to replace that with something else. So my husband and I took this concept and whenever we get into an argument with each other, sometimes we get into an argument where we just have to prove our point. And I don't know if you've ever been there, <laughs> but when we get in that situation, whoever remembers first will reach over and grab the other person by the nose. So as you could imagine, we start laughing uncontrollably and we can't even, we can't even argue anymore. Mm -hmm. So I invite people, if you know that you have a certain habit that you want to break or a certain negative, you know, thought or story come up in advance with something zany or crazy that you're going to do to disrupt that thought or that pattern. And the crazier, the zanier, the better. So that's, uh, that's scratching the record. Say, how can you fight after that? <laughs> you can't because you're laughing too hard. That's why I said zanier, the crazier, the better. And then T stands for tender, loving care. And I believe so many people today feel lonely and isolated. And I don't think it's because of COVID. I think many of us feel isolated and alone because we've become disconnected. We've become disconnected from the creator, the God of our understanding. And if you don't believe in God or a creator, that's okay. Maybe you become disconnected from yourself, the essence of who you are. And I believe so many of us have abandoned ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, and this is our opportunity to really just reconnect with ourselves because every time we reconnect with ourselves or find time for ourselves, we rediscover the essence of who we are, which is love. 
And it's not selfish. It's not arrogant because I believe when we love ourselves more deeply, we have more love to give to other people. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking, I think you're talking a lot to women, especially because um, I know as a mom, grandma now, you know, so many times I will take care of my kids or take care of my granddaughter, you know, being in the helping profession, take care of other people to the point where I'm exhausted. And it's like, okay, what about taking care of you? What about mm-hmm. taking care of myself? And I, I don't think I'm the only one that does that. I think it's really common, especially for moms to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my mentors is Janet Atwood. She wrote the passion test and the passion test is like the number one tool for finding your passions in life. And, uh, one of the things that she taught me was, you know, so many of us are worried about all these people we have to take care of, the situation of the world, what's going on at work, what's going on with our neighbor and our friends. But when we're out there and our energy is out there, Dr. Kimberly, who's home for us? No one, right? So we need to basically, we, we need to take care of ourselves so we can come from a place of power and a place of strength and we have more love to give to other people. So how do we know who we really are? That solid, okay, I know who I am, this is who I am, and then put that out into the world. Mm-hmm. And, and then of course, go and use that to help other people. Because I know there's certain things that I feel really strongly about. For one thing, um, freedom of speech, freedom in general, just freedom. And so um, anyone that wants to try and take away some freedoms, I'm going to be, you know, up in their face right away and fighting. And, and sometimes even in that, even in a cause, you'll lose yourself. Mm -hmm. So I do believe the essence of who we are is love. So when we get into those situations, and I've tried this and it's worked so many times, you know, at work when I've had conflicts with people, is that no matter what the situation is, love into it. And you can find that by loving into the situation, you could actually dissolve some of the tension. You could actually come to a very amicable, you know, solution with other people. And you do it from a place of integrity. Um, so, you know, many people say, well, how do I come from a place of love? How do I know that I'm love? You know, that all sounds nice. (laughs) And, you know, I discovered this quite by accident. And I believe that many of the miracles that I've experienced on this journey, um, was because my heart was wide open. And again, I said, I, I discovered this quite by accident. So I would go to my healers every week. I would lay on her healing table for about 45 minutes as she did her hands-on healing. And Dr. Kimberly, as you can imagine, I had nothing to do, you know, and I didn't want to fall asleep. I definitely didn't want to fall asleep. I was a little paranoid about falling asleep. So as I laid there on her table, I'm going to actually invite you to do this. So if you're comfortable and your listeners are comfortable, I invite you to close your eyes. Okay. And as I laid on her table, I literally would just imagine people or places or things that I loved. So I invite you to bring in an image, a memory of someone that you love. It could be a partner. It could be a friend. It could be one of your children, or it could be a pet that makes you laugh and smile. And I want you to think of that person or think of a specific memory. And I want you to feel that love in that moment. And I want you to feel it in your heart, but not just feel it, see it. 
What were you seeing? Invite in all of your senses. What were you seeing, feeling, hearing, touching? All of it. And just experience it in every cell of your body. That feeling of love. And I invite you to multiply that two times more. And let that love fill you. You maybe even want to put your hand on your heart. And then I invite you to bring in another image or memory, another loving image or memory. Maybe it was that first sunset that you ever saw in all its beauty and glory and wonder. Or maybe it's the first time you saw snowfall and how incredible it felt. Or the first time you held a child in your hands and you marveled at the wonder of the universe. Or maybe it was the very first kiss. And I want you to experience that feeling of love. Again, what were you seeing, feeling, hearing? And let it radiate from your heart, but move throughout your entire body to all of your cells. And multiply it again two times more. and multiply it again until it's actually overflowing from your body and just fills the room. And with your hand on your heart, you could say this love is for me, this love is me. And Dr. Kimberly, I invite you to open your eyes. And what I love about that is it's not dependent on anyone or anything. We could generate that feeling of love in any moment. Mm. It's because who we are, it's who we are. And I find that when I come from that space of love, life becomes much easier. I believe there's really only two emotions. I believe all emotions can collapse down into two emotions, fear and love. And fear for me is just a contracted negative energy. We're either worried about the past, hoping that we could change it, or we're worried about the future, what might happen. And when we let go of that fear, all that's left is love. That's true. You can't have fear and love in the same space. Exactly. It's like, like a fist. And you've probably heard this analogy before. You know, when you feel fear, you're contracted. Or when you feel anger or hate, you're contracted. If you're contracted, you can't let in love. You've got to open your hand and let in love. That's, that's beautiful, actually. That's beautiful. So, um, what brought you to write the book? So, you know, I had so many incredible experiences on this journey, and uh, I'd, I'd love to share some of them with you. And it's the reason why I wrote the book. And many of the experiences sound like near-death experiences. I was always fascinated as a child with near-death experiences, people who had died and come back and what they saw. So as I described these, they do sound like near-death experiences. But it first started for me, um, you know, a couple of years ago on Good Friday in church. And I was just waiting for mass to start. The choir was singing. My kids were texting next to me um, in the pew. And as I sat there, this overwhelming sense of love literally descended upon me out of nowhere. 
it felt like every single sensation of love you could imagine multiplied a million times coursing throughout my whole body until it literally overflowed. And the reason why I wanted to share that with you is because as I mentioned, for most of my life, I felt different. I felt incomplete and I felt unworthy. But if we knew how much we were loved, we would never ever doubt ourselves again. So I wrote the book because I wanted people to really know that. I'd love if there's time to share another story with you as well. Oh, yes, please do. And you know, I know that some of my, my stories sound a little unusual, maybe even uncommon, but I do believe that it holds a promise for us all. And I invite listeners who might be skeptical to just ponder, what if, what if it was true, right? So, you know, after I had my hysterectomy, I refused to take painkillers just because I heard so many traumatic stories of people getting addicted. And I would lay in bed um, trying not to move or sneeze because as you could imagine, every single movement felt like an electric shock shooting through my abdomen. And as I laid there, this gentle presence came into my awareness. You know, before we were talking about these energies that I felt as a child that scared me. Well, this energy felt very different. It felt very loving. It felt very caring. It almost felt like an Irish nurse. She kind of had like <laughs> this Irish accent. And I know it sounds crazy. And she would drift into my awareness and she would just sit by my bedside um, for hours. And she said, if she said, you're never alone, you're never abandoned. If you knew who stood beside you in every moment, you would never be afraid. And, and Dr. Kimberly, the reason I wanted to share that with you and your listeners is because if we knew who stood beside us, would we live our lives differently? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I've heard this over and over again, even though sometimes we feel alone, we're never really alone. Sometimes we feel lonely, but there's always someone there. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's by opening our hearts and our minds and truly listening and being present that we will start to understand and feel and sense that. Um, it's interesting, we were talking about energy and I said that everything is energy and that sometimes we have these stories and patterns that reoccur in our lives and it's just because it's a pattern of energy. So as I mentioned, I felt different most of my life. So of course, I invited a man into my life, my husband, who was totally different from me, um, spiritually, racially, religiously, totally different. So when we got married, I actually closed my heart to his family. I closed my heart to his family because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to feel that they didn't love me. And when his mother passed away, when I was grieving, um, again, like I said, a lot of these sound like near-death experiences, she came to visit me. And when she came to visit me, she showed me every interaction that I had with my husband and his family. It literally, Dr. Kimberly, went by like that. Literally, my entire life went by in seconds. And what I saw and what she showed me was because I made myself different. That's what manifested in my world because our outer world is just a reflection of our inner world. It's a reflection of the stories and the energies that we hold and the patterns that we hold in our body. So if we want to change our outer world, we have to change that energy and those patterns in our inner world. 
So do you think the only way to do that is to actually go to a healer or is there things that we can do for ourselves? You talked about that process where, you know, noticing and, and, you know, that 90 seconds and, and changing things. Are there other things if we have really deep patterns, how, how do we work with that? So there's two processes um, that I describe in my book. The first one you may have heard of, it's Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So if there's a situation in your life where you feel contracted, um, you can think about that situation, that person, maybe it's even yourself. What I've found is that most people have the hardest time forgiving themselves. Mm -hmm. So by saying, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you you actually start to release some of that contracted negative energy. And it's amazing, Dr. Hugh Lin was a psychiatrist. He was actually in charge of this mental ward in Hawaii. And instead of visiting the patients every day, because some of them were quite violent and they were actually you know, restrained and shackled um, so they wouldn't hurt each other or hurt themselves, he would actually spend time with their folders every day and he would say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Spend a couple of minutes, then move to the next patient. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And within a year, all of those patients, the restraints were taken off. And then I believe it's after three years, the entire ward was totally closed down because it was no longer needed. So very powerful. So that's the Ho'oponopono prayer. And the Ho'oponopono prayer is just an ancient Hawaiian prayer. And then the second one I learned from, and it's pivotal in my story, I learned from my mentor, uh, John Newton. So this is actually his process that he taught me. But whenever you feel something, and you don't even need to know where it came from, where do you feel it in your body? Mm -hmm. So maybe something, because you said it earlier, you were so on, you were so spot on. Sometimes you feel triggered, and you don't even know what triggered it. Yes. Right. It may not even be from this lifetime. It could be from your ancestors. It could be from when you were in the womb. Right. It's not important where it came from or why it came, but where, where is it in your body? So what you do is you breathe into that sensation and an image or memory often comes to you. And sometimes you feel like you're making it up. And sometimes it was very young. And sometimes it was when you were even in the womb, because as I mentioned before, it could be a cellular memory. And in that image or memory, what were you saying to yourself? And again, sometimes it feels like you're making this up, but 95% of the time, it's the same energy. It's the same energy of the actual situation that you were experiencing. So first you feel it in your body. Where do you feel it in your body? You breathe into it. An image or memory comes to you. And what were you saying in that image or memory? And for me, Liz, why are you here? Right? Mm -hmm. So it does many things. It acknowledges that sensation in your body, maybe for the first time, because so many of us are up in our heads. And then the second part is it gives that smaller, younger version of yourself finally a voice that maybe, maybe it never had. And again, we inherit so many things from our ancestors, and maybe this is our opportunity to finally have a voice. And then we say a forgiveness recipe or forgiveness prayer. And again, it's not religious, but if it's okay with you, I'd love to just really quickly say the first two parts of it. Okay. It's infinite creator, all that you are. And then you would say the person's name for me, my family, all their relationships, all our ancestors and all their relations 
through all relevant space, time, and dimensions. Please help us all forgive each other, forgive ourselves, forgive all people, and all people forgive us completely and totally. Please and thank you. And again, that's just an excerpt from it. But again, it's helping us to release those contracted negative stories that don't serve us. So as you're thinking of yourself now, do you still feel like you're really different or you feel like, oh, no, I, maybe I am just a piece of the whole? Uh, definitely feel a piece of the whole. So I no longer feel different, unworthy and uh, incomplete. Um, I think we're all, I think we're all perfect. And I know sometimes it's hard for people to see that and appreciate that. But I believe everything that happens in life is here to teach us who we are. So what gives you the most happiness and fulfillment in your life at this point? So again, you know, my story is about letting go of stories, right? So I believe that when we let go of the stories, the labels, and the judgments, we experience every moment in life as if for the first time, where there's only joy and wonder. And you see it with young kids. You know, everything is brand new to them. And they're so amazed at everything. And they don't want to go to sleep because they don't want to miss anything. But if we don't have any baggage, labels, or judgments that we're carrying around, each moment truly is as if for the first time. Yes. Yes. So um, we've talked a lot about your book and um, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing now besides being an author? <laughs> so, so definitely I am spreading the word. Um, I love sharing the story just uh, to, because I think people need to hear the message. I think it is a message of hope. So really spreading the story. Um, I also do coaching. I do energy coaching. Um, again, as I mentioned, everything is energy. And by changing those energy patterns, we could literally transform our lives. Beautiful. And if people wanted to actually connect with you, um, why don't you, this is a point where I'd like you to just say, okay, you can connect with me. Here's my website. This is the, what I have available. This is where you find my book. So you can just share that with us. Sure. Absolutely. You can find my book on Amazon or other retailers, but uh, it is highlighted on Amazon. And uh, if you go to my website, so my name is spelled a little different. It's Judy with an I. So it's J-U-D-I Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.net. Um, when you buy my book, you can actually go there and you get five free bonus gifts from some of the top transformational leaders in the, in, in the world. Um, the four, four of them are actually all on the Transformational Leadership Council. So they've been my mentors and they want people to go through their own experience. So they've gifted five gifts. So if you buy the book, I encourage you, please take advantage of the bonuses. And Dr. Kimberly, for your, for your listeners, no purchase necessary when you're on my website, again, judymiller.net, you can get my free ebook called Awaken the Creator Within. So really simple exercises to really just tap in and reconnect with that creator. And all my social media handles are there as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and for all your wisdom. And right now, I think we really need healing especially healing ourselves and loving ourselves. So thank you so much. Mm, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Yes. I have one more question before we finish. What is your best advice on living an incredible, extraordinary life? Mm, I think it's, uh, it gets back to what I was saying before about letting go of the stories. But uh, so I don't repeat myself. I think 
what if, and this gets back to what you were saying before, what if life was one huge interconnected puzzle with no wrong pieces, each piece perfect and part of the whole? Once we realize that, we realize that we are part of this journey. And it's such a privilege to be here because once our perspective changes, everything changes. We can no longer look at life the same way. I love that. Thank you so much, Judy. Thank you, Dr. Kimberly. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care.